Stand by for a start. Gates crash, and they're racing in the Melbourne Cup. A pretty good line. G'day, I'm Corey Brown. Over the next eight weeks, I'm going to be chatting to some of the best trainers and jockeys in the world. They've all played a part in Australia's greatest horse race, the Melbourne Cup. That first Tuesday in November, when all eyes head to Flemington, to see all 24 horses and jockeys take on the 3,200 metres. It's been run 160 times, and last year was a first. It was run without a crowd. What a ride! What a win! I've come second twice, I've come third twice, and I've also fallen in the race. Either way, it's an absolute honour to ride in the Lexus Melbourne Cup and to stand up and listen to that national anthem. It's like competing for your country. And Frankie Dottori storming up to the line to win the King George VI and Queen Elizabeth Diamond State. To the line, Frankie Dottori is going to make history on this wonderfully enabled. Mark of Esteem on Frankie Dottori. He completes a fantastic travel. Frankie Mark of Esteem has won it from Bosworthsham. Racing royalty, enable at Frankie Dottori. Frankie, you're a legend. We got a dog. <laughs> I was panicking because uh, I, I usually do everything from my iPad. And then the thing was asking me for a computer. So I was looking for my wife's computer. And then, <laughs> then we, could, we couldn't get it to work. And it was driving me crazy. How's life been? Lockdown? Well, we, we, you know, for us, we forgot about it now. I mean, we've been, uh, well, luckily, race, racing kept us going. Uh, yeah. Terrible, obviously, you know yourself, riding with no crowd is like, uh, you know, eating toast without butter, basically. It was horrible. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then what else? And then basically, since June, slowly, slowly, everything's been unlocked from Ju July, can't remember the 15th, then boom, it was like never happened. So basically, we are basically back to normal, apart from wearing masks to get on the train or the underground or the bus, yeah, or on, or on a plane. The rest, I mean, it's just like nothing happened. So, I was in Dubai actually for the winter. And uh, was vaccine available? It was one of the first countries to give vaccines. So I, I took the Chinese one, the <laughs> Beijing, blah, blah, blah. So I had two of those. And then I came back to England. He said, Oh, they don't count. We mean they don't count. <laughs> so I had to have two, two Pfizer. So I had four jabs in the space of six months. And now that I'm 50, I'm waiting for my booster. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. So I'm, I'm, I'm walking COVID uh, guinea pig. So wh where are you allowed to travel? Like, where, where can you go? So basically, England was uh, kind of uh, a normal country for the other countries. So we, we the, 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 the quick way, well, quick way, the best way that we did it for traveling, we had this kind of uh, elite sportsman's kind of uh, convention. Yeah. Uh, but I, you had to take uh, a test before you left. And then uh, you had to take two tests when you came back and you had to be double vaccinated. So because the soccer players did it in Europe because they were traveling around and playing soccer yeah. between each other. So, so we, we kind of copied the format from them and then we kicked on. But, you know, now, uh, now basically you only need, if you're double vaccinated, you only need a test on day two when you arrive. So we pretty much, we, we can, we can travel, uh, but they're forcing everyone to have two tests. So, um, 
Uh, that's that's about it, really. I haven't seen my uh, my mom and dad for two and a half years. Okay, we have uh, FaceTime and stuff. But my dad was in hospital for ten days last month, and I couldn't go. And uh, so that was the heartbreaking things that you know um, I haven't been able to see some of my loved ones. It's been very hard, but you know what? Since this last three months that we've been free, uh, you know, we're pretty much back to normal. Uh, we. Um, you know, you're just amazing how, how quickly you come back to what it was, you know, because yeah. for 18, 18 months, we were like, you know, it's like being in prison all of a sudden. I, f- I feel like the COVID was like two years ago because we've been so busy this last three months. Everybody's been moving around like crazy because we've been locked down for so long. But you guys have been really bad. You've been on and off for a long time, isn't it? Yeah, well, we've actually been um, nearly over 100 days, but we had a release and as you can imagine, my wife went burko. She went off like way before she should have. <laughs> she... <laughs> she was up. So yeah, no, she 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 raced very fierce. She was three wide. She was no cover. She was hanging, and she <laughs> no. But it was actually good because it was the feeling was so amazing just to get out and about and just to be with friends and. See, yeah, no, it's true. I, I mean, we, I mean, England actually they were quite they, in front of everybody else on double vaccination because I went to Ireland last uh, about two weeks ago and they still have to wear a mask everywhere not allowed yeah. to move six people at a table so they're still behind so we are yeah. lucky because we were one of the first ones uh, yeah. you know because i think this, this vaccine basically now they they safeguarded all the old people the people in the front line so on and so forth now every you know there is always going to be uh, uh positive covid tests but you know at least yeah. now people don't die anymore so yeah uh, it's yeah. like having a bad flu so, um, yeah. you know, we, we, we're going forward anyway. But the, the bad thing about for me is it's now two years in a row that I can't get to ride the Melbourne Cup and try oh, to I know, win it. I know. And that's why, and you know, that's why I'm not retiring. <laughs> and, you know, Frankie, this is what it's all about. You know what? I'd love to sit here and talk about your whole career because, you know what, you are by far the most famous jockey that the whole world knows. Like, is this the final piece of the puzzle that you haven't got? Yeah, well, yeah, for me, yes. Well, the, the, it's very important for me. First of all, the Melbourne Cup needs no introduction. Since, uh, what was it, 93, since we, my, myself and Kinab came, is, is yeah. moving the Melbourne Cup from just being your race to the worldwide race. So yeah. that's, you know, you know don't, don't forget, you know, all the Europeans, the Japanese, they all tried it. And, uh, and also, my second thing is, my wife's relatives are from there, <laughs> from... From uh, Australia, New Zealand, and you know, uh, I'm actually would love to win it for them too. So I, I forever get in Texas every year. When you're gonna win it? Why you not winning it? La, 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 la. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, and that's that's something too. But you know, it is uh, a massive race, and it's something that I'm got on my CV. Uh, mm. I tried uh, a few times with Godolphin. Then, if when our good friends Louis Williams tried to put me on, yeah. he succeeded. And <laughs> uh, yeah, look, it's a, it's a great race. Like I said, uh, I, I have no intention of retiring at the moment. So hopefully, we'll give it another go maybe next year. The Melbourne Cup. What, why is it so important? It's the race to stop the nation uh, is, uh, is basically cemented in the calendar. It's the first Tuesday of November. Uh, I did a really nice the the magnitude of the race until I came in 93. I was riding drum taps with Michael Kirandro vintage crop and you, you just, uh, 
the power of the carnival. I mean, I was able to come and enjoy it Saturday Derby Day and, uh, and then leading up with the parade, the call of the car, and, and all the shebang goes with it. So it's a, <laughs> basically, it's, it's a three-day hardcore party and racing to his very best. You know, Saturday, you probably have the best races on a Saturday with the, with the with all the Derby yeah. and McKinnon and whatever. And then, obviously, things have changed since then. Yeah, now now you've got the Tuesday, you've got Ladies' Days Thursday, you've got the mile race on a Saturday. So it's, it's extended to almost nine days. And, you know, I realized then how, how big it was. And, uh, you know, I, I really loved, loved the atmosphere. I mean, I was only a young kid. Uh, I was in my early 20s and I met great guys like Greg Orr, yourself, uh, Mr. <laughs> Williams, Jack Ingham, all the, all the yeah. Mick Dittman, Shane Dye. And, uh, yeah, I just, I loved it. And I was lucky enough Then I've been coming down few years i've had a few goes some good some bad some bad luck but uh, <laughs> it's part and parcel of the melbourne yeah. cup don't forget what makes it so att attractive or so mysterious that it is an handicap so even or no hope as as a chance because he's, he's weighted to, yeah. to to the level of the That's horses it. so it's so it is unpredictable, it, like uh, yeah. when Michelle beat me on an 100 to 1 show, whoever predicted that. Next Dynamite starts to charge home. Prince of Penzance from Next Dynamite. Prince of Penzance, it's history at Flemington, Michelle Payne. Prince of Penzance beat Next Dynamite. Criterion's run third, then either trip to Paris, Gust of Wind or Big Orange. The next... So, uh, but this, this, it's got that mystique and that, uh, it's very fashionable and, uh, and yeah. people kind of like, like that because um, you know, they can latch on to anything, you know, uh, 24 runners all trying and 24, they can, they can win. So it is, yeah. is, is, a, is a unique format. You know, we have races around the world, wait for ages, but, you know, uh, usually if you, if you look down the, the, the races themselves, you can only count two or three that can win. Yeah. But in the Melbourne Cup, no, it's, it's all 24, I'm there with a chance. And, uh, and then he has come a long way in... Uh, in uh, the quality of the race. Uh, the Europeans won it a few times with good horses, the Japanese won it. So he has yeah. raised the bar of the level of the horses. Then, you know, so he's, he's come a long way in 20 years. Frankie, well, I'm going to Europe um, sort of July, August next year and the Paello or whatever it is in Italy. Paello. Yeah, I'm I, going I, to I'm going to watch. Uh, I, I you know obviously I watched on TV a, mi a million times, but um, um, it started in 1666, so you know it's almost 500 years of tradition. That's and, amazing. Um, no, nothing has changed. I mean, you'd be astonished how they can run a race around that square. Yeah. Um, the, the, the horses are no thoroughbreds. They are. Um, half and half, half Arabian, half thoroughbreds, because yeah. half thoroughbreds, they're too fast to go around that square. And yeah. um, basically, you know, it's no saddles, no, no rules. Yeah. Uh, you jockeys can, jockey can whip each other. You can drag them <laughs> off. You can, actually, you can do all the things we want to do, really. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes. All the things we want to do, but we can't. <laughs> That's right. Don't change subject. I'm not be really following the lead up to the Melbourne Cup. Who your 
who do you think are you the main contender this year? I mean, from 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 you, so I can look it up. The race has changed so much this year because the, the internationals aren't there. But yeah. um, I will tell you now, Brady Preble has got a great chance. He's um he's riding a horse, incentivised. But I'm telling you, he's he's got an amazing chance, Brady Preble. Great friend of mine and a great friend of yours as well. Yeah. But I, I Come tell on, you, the he, Frankie, I, I, I want to touch base on a, a story that um, you would not know about. But years and years ago, we um, we used to have a racing uh, meeting on a Thursday night at Canterbury. Like it was our, like a Mooney Valley before the yeah. Fox Plate. Myself, Glenn Boss, which you would know, um, Darren Beeman. So anyway, after the race meeting, we used to go to this, uh, Chinese restaurant called the Golden Century and I had a friend of mine who was a jockey uh, but he was a small time jockey his name was Anthony Cavallo so anyway in the gossips column in the paper on the Saturday morning um, it come up and said oh you know top jockeys Corey Brown, Darren Beedman, Glenn Boss and um, uh, international jockey Frankie Dettori was visiting in <laughs> <laughs> in Australia, and where I, I, I didn't even see the the gossips column. And my mate rang me, and he goes, "He's an Italian guy." But he brings me, he goes, "Did you see I got a mention in the paper today?" And I went, "No." He goes, "Go and have a look in the gossips column." He goes, oh, "I got a mention." He says, "You know, I'm Frankie Dettori, the main jockey. You know, <laughs> international <laughs> jockey is so funny." But it was just one I of those things. Right. Frankie, what would be your most memorable cup ride so far in the Melbourne Cup? Well, the, probably the one I enjoyed the most uh, was when I was uh, second of Centre Parks because uh, I made a run in, and I thought I was going to win till the last 100 yards. Uh, it was a very straightforward ride. Uh, obviously, the one I was second on Max Dynamite, I felt I was a bit unlucky and uh, I couldn't get out when I wanted to. Uh, so a master of reality is another one that was second, but I was disqualified. He he gave me a good, good, good excitement moment. And uh, of the rest, uh, uh, for some reason, a lot of my horses got injured. Uh, so a lot of times I didn't finish the race. Uh, but you know, listen, I've, I've been fortunate that you know I had three uh, very good close call and I really enjoyed it. Central Park, Rogan Josh, down on the inside was the Warrior. It's Central Park and Rogan Josh. Rogan Josh, the outside part's got his 11th cup. Rogan Josh has won the cup. John Marshall and... Frankie, you've got an unbelievable, like, um, uh, celebration, victory, jumping off the horse. How, how did that come about? Well, basically, uh, I, I did four winters in California when I was in my, teen, my teenage years. For three months riding experience and uh, it was a, 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 a great jockey called Angel Cordero Jr. He used to come over from New York to California the weekends and ride. And when he used to win, he used to leap off the horses. So I, you know, I was a young kid. I was fascinated by it and I used to try it in the, in the stables in the morning and then uh, basically I stole it off him and I took it to <laughs> Europe and when I, when I started riding uh, you know, in the 90s, when I thought, well, I won a big race in America and I did it. And then I, I, I've been doing it ever since. It's a bit of fun. Uh, people enjoy it. And, uh, and unfortunately now, if, when I don't do it, they start booing. So I kind of slave, <laughs> slave on my own thing. Frankie, Leap of Faith, your new book. Yeah, uh, basically I, my last book stopped 
2005 and a lot of things happened to my life since so we uh, I was pushed to do another one so it's a new book coming out it's called uh, Leap of Faith um, and it's going to be out in a couple of weeks uh, worldwide and uh, it'd be a fun read and if you fancy it it'd be a good uh, good present for somebody else for Christmas. Frankie, the cup's to buy. Thank you so much for your time, mate. I honestly hope that you can win this race one day. But again, thank you so much for your time. You're a legend. Thank you, Corey. Good luck, guys. See you soon.